we take you now to the Delaware Coast, President of the United States, rolling our direction on a 10-speed bike, slowing to a stop, and, oh my, down goes Biden! The President has fallen! Oh, the humanity! Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives. Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. A liberal MSNBC host warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front? Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with death. Well, welcome back to the Ruthless Variety program. Uh, that was That was something. Uh, Smash, you really put your back into that intro. I love it. I love it. I mean, listen, we all saw the news. Uh, <laughs> President. Uh, it was sad. It's terrifying. You know, when you have advanced, I, I pulled up the statistics. When you have advanced senior citizens who are in like, you know, government care facilities, it's not good results. That's it's right. It's not good outcomes after they have a serious fall, like, which is what we witnessed. <laughs> and I think it's really time, you know, the right thing to do is to let Joe know, all right, you know, I think you maybe need to take a break. I think maybe we got to find someone else to do this job. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, we have a very, very big show on tap, one that we've been very excited to do for a long time. You're in for a real treat. We have a guest who you all know from Fox News and everything else, her main gig over at Town Hall, Katie Pavlich. Welcome to the program. Thank you guys for letting me come in here. I'm so stoked about this. A full ride along. I, I did not ride here on a bike. I drove a proper four-wheel drive vehicle to downtown D.C. to make sure that I arrived safely. You need a four-wheel vehicle, especially after all the activities that I've seen. We're celebrating Juneteenth. It turned into a riot. Oh, you might need like a bulletproof vehicle, honestly. There was like a shooting up at 14th and U. And and again, it's at 14th and U, which is the only reason journos care. They're like, that's where I go for brunch. (laughs) My my Whole Foods is there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That's not allowed. I love it. We're like, well, let's celebrate this great day and drive eight. TVs to the National Mall and then shoot out at 14th Jeez. and Yale. Really nice. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic stuff. But but listen, you've come prepared. I I always come prepared, as you know. You're, you're so intimidating us. Not on. only just a cooler, but a an American flag themed cooler that I brought with me today. <laughs> it's very hard and to miss. I've heard you guys are bourbon drinkers. Yes, yes so indeed, indeed. I did some research, and Hollywood Hen helped me out a little bit with oh, the favorite. Oh, so we've yeah. got some Basil Hayden here yes. for y'all. Oh, yes, great stuff. And then I brought. Look she likes VOD for the bod, so I yes. got Hollywood Hen some Grey Goose because nice. you know, that's only appropriate. Well, it's summer, you know. Summer, and it is summertime, yeah. so we need to barbecue and grill, and the grill dads plus smug. I recently... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> recently went hunting in Texas, so I brought you some burger of a oh. Semeter Oryx. So you have just enough for probably a burger just for yourselves. Yeah. But you can grill it up on the grill. This is fantastic. Wow. They're each like... A mother, I put them in a bag for you. It's labeled Oryx hamburger. This don't is ask incredible. me how to cook this because I don't know, but you can Google it yourself. Well, so, we can figure that out, but you got to explain to me what that is. Like, what kind of animal am I talking so about? So it's here? actually an animal that is extinct in the wild. Oh, perfect. You, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> this is like how you know somebody's a perfect fit for the program. <laughs> like, I brought you burger from an extinct animal. Like, is it I endangered? the last one, actually. The last is, one I Is heard. it endangered? No, it's extinct. <laughs> <laughs> it was endangered. Yeah. Now it's extinct. Yeah. So it used to be an animal in Africa, in the Sahara. 
in these uh, Texas ranches. And the reason that I have this for you is because I actually just did a Fox Nation series on luxury hunting lodges where oh, I get to go do nice. all these really cool things. And this was one of them. What a great gig that but is. But this lodge was great because they brought animals from Africa and do this rehabilitation conservation program. They also have rhinoceroses there. <laughs> so there's all these animals they have that you can't actually find in the wild, but you can go. So you hang could, out with them and then you can eat them. And you could you <laughs> could go do a rhino hunt. No, no, they can't do that. That's in the news. <laughs> it's weird when you start pulling tusks off the elephant, but this part of the experience. <laughs> this is kind of like the place that Ashbrook showed us of his uh, his buddy who had the ostrich tied to the the fence post. Oh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's no, terrible. it was not good. Those things are really scary. They are well, unless you have a nine millimeter, which is how he got ostrich <laughs> wow. meat. Okay, uh, mine was more humane than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just thought I would have to establish dominance You've as done that. the number one yes. passenger on the program. You've done that. Yeah. So good luck to anybody else who yeah. can just bring in some wild game from an extinct animal. Think, you can't beat me. I think you've done it. Yeah, it's officially best guest all time. I, I think, think so. that's right, and I can't wait to make these things. I'm, I'm like, my mind's already racing. What do you think? Apparently, Doug's? you can wrap it in bacon. It makes it better. Really? Wow. No, yeah, maybe it's a little little lean, you know, maybe a little gamey. The bacon fat probably helps render a little bit of that bacon fat. I'm all for it. Go with a little lower temp, maybe help it melt in a little yeah. bit. You think? Yeah, yeah. See, this is, she knows the key to our heart here. Yeah. This is so good. Yep. I love it. I love it. So, listen, Town Hall. Yep. Uh, is That's where everybody can find you on a day-to-day basis. But, like, I, I follow your Instagram feed. Like, you're everywhere all the time. Well, sometimes we get to do Fox News Sunday together, which it's amazing. They let us on that I, on that show. Can you? We didn't even talked about that. Having the two of us on the same panel. Yeah, that was a lot for a for a show. That's deck in the deck. That's yeah. I feel like <laughs> we both looked at each other like hey, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do this. <laughs> we're both here. This is great. Like poor Marie Harf was like, oh, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's okay. We're just evening out the rest of the media. They That's right. Four of us there, actually. They should have cloned us for the show. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, but I'm at Town Hall every day. We have an amazing team there covering political everything happening in D.C. and across the country every day. So I have an awesome group of folks over there. And then contributor at Fox just did this really fun kind of lodges hunting show which is amazing grew up out west hunting with my dad so that's just who i am inherently um and then, northern arizona right yep which is not the desert it's for everybody furthest thing from it it is like colorado it's very hard to breathe in flagstaff arizona where i grew up so you, you know seven thousand feet elevation so yeah all over the map getting ready for midterms busy every day i always so. try to remind folks arizona i think is number two in the u.s for exporting fruits and vegetables throughout the country like Arizona is not all desert. Wait, huh. like, there's a lot. Is that too. right? Yeah. Listen yeah. to you. It's the five C's, right? Citrus, cotton. See? See? I don't know. Five of them. <laughs> and then three more of those three C's. More. Three more. Three more C's. not running for office. <laughs> Citrus, cotton, cactus, cattle, and maybe the Colorado River. Oh. I was going to say colleges. You got homes covered in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Kobe, they, we don't, there you go. That's not hardly one of the five top. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't now. be talking poorly about the University of Arizona. See, I'm an Arizona State person. Well, I'm an Arizona Wildcat, no, I know. so I'm going to take this bourbon home. I don't know why I brought this for Let's you. Let's grab that off the table. <laughs> <laughs> the table. I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it. Mine was, I won't. Mine was not an academic decision. <laughs> Yeah, my, I went there basically for family reasons, but also for the basketball team. So, well, they were fair enough. Yeah, yeah, they had a good, they had a good run. They still do, I guess. But you know, it is what it is. Listen, Not known for our football, unfortunately. No, no, no. Um, all right, let's get into let's get into some stuff here, right? I mean, we mentioned the Joe Biden nonsense, which is completely ridiculous. 
Uh, the guy's riding around his bike. He falls off of it. It it's he's clearly not in control of anything. But then you also look. You juxt, juxtapose that with what we're looking at across the country. Yep. Thousands of flights over this week last weekend again canceled. Right. Nineteen thousand flights canceled or delayed since last Thursday. Forty two hundred, which I find. First of all, I flew around a lot in the last five days, so I'm very fortunate. I just had minor delays. But like this is a real thing that's happening everywhere that they just they don't just don't talk about. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for this topic. It's gotten completely ridiculous what they're doing right now. Like Mayor Pete, I'm guessing is still on like childcare leave or something because there is like <laughs> no oversight over transportation in this country. Like airlines, well, I'll say specifically Delta is basically like, oh yeah, well our flight's canceled and we're gonna strand you in Atlanta Airport for 24 hours. Like there were photos online of they they had a disabled veteran. Stuck in this airport for 24 hours. Mm. What the Jeez. hell? They just do not care. And, and yeah. it, like, there needs to be some enforcement. When you buy a plane ticket, it's a contract. I give you the money, you take me here. It should be understood. But the way that these airlines are getting away with how they can treat people is ridiculous. Well, <laughs> before you weigh into this, Katie, <laughs> I think everyone knows what your remedy for this is, Smug. Not to let anyone travel. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's become too accessible. <laughs> Honestly, exactly. there, there should the be like... The plebes are traveling. This is the real problem. We need like Senator Tom Cotton to like unleash hell on Delta Airlines. Like, you know, we need someone to clamp down on this. Someone responsible because... Establish law and order. Establish law and order. Yeah. That's all this is. It's just establish law and order. You know, it's a very simple idea of you buy the plane ticket, someone's right. going to, you know, the company's going to take you there. If you can't play by the rules, you can fly Southwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a smug rule. Right. That's the smug rule. And then reestablish the ability to smoke cigarettes during the plane, Well, that's another thing. I I mean, until they get their act together, it should be like, okay, you know, you're legally allowed to smoke cigarettes. We know how rough it is out there for you folks. Well, I don't know about you, you, but I am 100% confident that Pete Buttigieg is perfectly capable of reestablishing law and order. Yeah, right? (laughs) He has got it under control. He's mad that his most recent flight to another documentary about himself probably (laughs) got canceled. And clearly the only solution is to make sure that these planes can fly on solar panels. I think that's right. They run on gas. That's the real problem. That's the real issue. It's like he was uh, uh, 60 Minutes. On, was he on Sunday? Was like serious? the lead package was on Pete Buttigieg. Hey. Can you believe that? For, like for what is he? What is he saying? Did I you, don't did know. You watch I it? refuse to. I, you know, I used to love that show. I know. Sixty That's, Minutes just went out of their minds. Like, I, I, it used to be a normal yeah. news show, and, and now it's just like straight up left wing. And here's the thing: is sometimes they still do have some some great stuff. Like they had this package on um, Alex Smith. Remember the the quarterback? Oh, yeah. great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total knee rehabilitation yeah. thing. Fantastic, great journalism, but then stuff like that—it's like—it's like any time they get into politics, it's it's a problem terrible. now, yeah. right? It's it's awful, and yeah. they just glamorize these idiots. Well, yeah, yeah. How can he, you? I mean, judge. imagine Buttigieg. if you were a Republican in a Republican administration with this kind of thing going on in the transportation oh, yeah. infrastructure and oh, the yeah. supply chain in this country, and being like, "Oh, I know, I'm going to go sit for sixty minutes," and yeah. thinking anything but like a terror act was going to happen, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and like the airlines. Ask and ask and ask and ask and never and they always get what they want. Taxpayers yep. are constantly giving to them. Hundred percent. There's nothing in return. You know, your bag's over by one pound. They charge you fifty dollars. Yep. You didn't wear your mask or your two year old when that whole nonsense was going off. They threatened to throw you off the plane. Duh. And now you have all these cancellations. And even the pilots are like, we are working around the clock 
they retired out all of these pilots early because they thought that was a solution when they were crashing yeah. and burning at the beginning of the pandemic. And now they're, I guarantee you they're going to crawl back and Buttigieg is going to say Congress needs to pass some bailout package to help them with their problem, which, again, they never give back on. They don't treat you better after you give them billions of your money. If we can only have a rider that is with lazy boys in a smoking section, I think Smug can get behind <laughs> I think that's it. called a private But, but, but I mean, that is, that, that, that's like the main point. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, the main point I want to put here is that Taxpayers, just like Katie pointed out, taxpayers have saved these airlines yes. time and time again, so many times. Ugh. And all that's happened is they've gotten worse. It's like, you know, when it's like a spoiled child. You know, they've learned that they can get their way no matter what. So they act up. And that's what's become of these airlines. It's true. You should just see before I transition here, you should see Smug now with airports totally full. Like he he, like you, I imagine, didn't totally halt his travel yeah, uh, during the, the pandemic. So he'd become accustomed to a certain way of life. Yes. And I traveled with him uh, late last year, and the airport had, some, you know, people. Like, <laughs> like, like, returned. And him just standing in the middle of, of, like, everybody, is that alone is worth the price of admission. Yeah, you can see the stress <laughs> level going up just a second. The closer you get in the Uber to the airport, it gets higher 100% and higher. accurate. 100% I mean, accurate. I don't blame you. I mean, the, the people watching is back. But as yeah. someone who takes Amtrak often, I think that we could exchange stories, and I probably have... A few more (laughs) that are worse than flying. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Mm -hmm. So now, like, when you do these Fox Nights, you're going to a luxury resort. Do they fly you out there? Yeah. So it's really actually kind of interesting because I grew up hunting out of a tent. You know, like, we never stayed in a hotel. We didn't do any of that stuff. So for there to be, like, a luxury lodge that I get to go to the spa and then go out and hunt or ice fish or something is just incredible. Yeah, this sounds actually pretty awesome. (laughs) But I did have to take commercial airlines to get there. So, you know, half of the experience was bad. Yeah, yeah. But well, it was great. Sorry. Thank yeah. you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out at the end of July if anyone's interested. I'm that's very it. interested. Yeah. I'm very, and that's on Fox Nation? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, it comes out. And you and all of your product, prog- we also have Town Hall. Yep. Town Hall's the daily. Grind in there every day. Got a good team of seven or eight people. So some reason they let me be in charge of them and they're a great team. So, <laughs> yep. Well, so listen to the rest of, of while Biden's crashing on his bike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 60%, this is according to, I don't even know where, where does McDaniel find this shit? Yeah, oh, well, th- th- this is a really good statistic, actually. It's, it's a great statistic, yeah, yeah. but like 60% of CEOs expect a recession in the next 12 to 18 months. You've been saying this for yeah. quite some time. Yeah, I mean, the, the data is really hideous out there. I think McDaniel found a lot of good ones that we're going to be highlighting right now. Um, things, you know, do not look good, per, you know. Everyone speak to your financial planner, professional, whatever. Me personally, <laughs> <That's your disclaimer. laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm saving like every penny I can personally. So, I mean, you see these statistics when you've got 60% of CEOs, <laughs> alarming. When, when, when you've got 60% of CEOs expecting a recession, what does that do? Their decision making is 100% colored and informed by that. Right. So right now you had an example in the last uh, quarterly report, you had Target say that they have a record amount of inventory on hand, largest that the overstock of inventory that they've ever had in the history of Target, right? Because consumers right now, when they're paying so much for gas, when they're paying so much for groceries, they're not going out there making a lot of, you know, like uh, just spur, spur decisions. Impulse decision, buys. Impulse yeah, buys. Disposable income yeah. decisions. I mean, disposable income, when you was, uh, what was the statistic we found? The average American household is spending $450 more than 12 months ago for the same amount of stuff. Yeah. Per month. Yeah, per yeah. month. Per month. Which is a hell of a pinch, which is a hell of a pinch on, on folks' pocketbooks. When you look at the median household income, it's $44,000 a year. That's a really tough pinch that you're putting on folks. So 
These CEOs are seeing this. People are buying a lot less because everything is more expensive. This administration has done nothing but punish uh, working class Americans when they willfully crippled America's energy independence. Of course, gas is going to cost more. You know, of course, everything is going to end up costing yeah. more because trucks have to move those goods. So the costs get passed along to the consumers when, when, when the cost of gas goes up for the truck drivers who are delivering all this stuff. Wait, do those, do those trucks, they run on gasoline? Right. Because Debbie Stabenow, <laughs> she was in the electric uh, cars. She, she said yeah. she didn't have to worry. We don't have to worry, do we? Yeah. I mean, we have to worry? Oh. And, and that's the amazing thing is, is you get these Democrat lawmakers who are like, just buy a Tesla, which mm. a Tesla costs 50% more than the annual household median income in this country. God, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And that's well, if you get a stripped one with like no options if right. you can get your hands on one of those. Right. Well, and the, you know, of course, the daily American putting gas in their car is a huge problem. But the bigger issue on top of that is the fact that diesel fuel is pushing $7 a gallon. Yep. And these idiots in Washington, D.C. who drive their electric car and think that that's a solution for every single issue with the gas prices. How do you think a tractor gets across the field <laughs> to right. plow the corn that's that goes right. in the cereal that gets to the grocery store? I mean, the tractor needs gas, which is diesel fuel, to get the food literally out of the ground, right. the, to then put on another truck to take to processing center, which then uses fuel as well, which then goes on another truck that takes diesel fuel to get to the grocery store. So when you're talking about farmers in America, not industrial farms, which are also having problems, but farmers in America sounding the alarm saying, yep. we're about to have a food shortage. Yeah, All these was... people in DC are like, but how is that possible? Doesn't it just show up at the grocery store? Like, how is it that the boxes just don't They're end like, up I, on, I, the, on the, on the, on the shelves. Like, I, don't I recharged my phone. The Uber Eats app just makes the food appear at <laughs> right. my door. I don't see like, what's going on there. You remember when Jen Saki last summer was making fun of people not being able to get their treadmills mm -hmm. or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, I was like, she's going to regret saying that when people can't get food on the table. Totally. But here we are a year later and it's coming, people. She was like, well, I don't want to regret this. So I'm just going to get a show on MSNBC. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that should be their tagline. Regret not. Yeah. <laughs> regret not. Right, we, don't have, we don't apologize regret for anything. Regret nothing. <laughs> she's like, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, but it gets worse. The same, the same uh, story, which I, unusual. What the hell is this? So, site? unusual whales is great. It's it's basically uh, they pull a lot of info from like wire services, like Bloomberg or whatever financial tracking. And what they do is a great yeah. job of like, especially for like Pelosi. Oh, so that's why this guy knows. Well, it. Pelosi and a lot of Dems, like when they have these massive block trades, and then you find out a week later that there's you know, news on that company oh. that Pelosi just dumped. Unusual Wales has been putting out a ton of that information. Yeah. So here's the other statistic they've got. 36% of employees earning $100,000 or more say they're living paycheck to paycheck. We're not talking about middle class, lower class exactly. people here. You're, you have people who have a comfortable income and a third of them, over a third of them are saying, okay, this is, this is a dangerous environment. Imagine what it's like, again, I say, for the median household, which is completely in the back of the mind of the Democrat Party. When when you had these reports of uh, coming out where the Dems were saying, you know what, uh, it's odd how uh, our January 6th hearings have not really moved the needle <laughs> in polling, which tells you the whole purpose of it. Is it was a, for them right. a political tool. Right. For right. them it was about the midterms. And and for th their thinking is, this is all about messaging folks. like. Who cares if Americans are struggling? We got to find the Let's right just message. Distract them. Meanwhile, it's like just solve the problem. You created it. You right. created this problem. They well, can't. I think Republicans are going to try and solve the problem when the red wave sweeps through in right. November. But we know when 
there's a recession coming when Main Street and Wall Street are both in a lot of trouble. So right. Main Street is getting completely pummeled. Wall Street's getting pummeled. Years of people's work have been wiped out. I mean, yep. the, the, the fact that we are have a worse stock market today than March 2020 when the world was shutting down and you. all the gains have been wiped out. I mean, that is literally years of people's lives working. Totally. I know people who are going back to work after they just retired thought that they were good to go. They're going back to work. I read a story over the weekend from Lubbock, Texas about people taking their valuable items to the pawn shop Ugh. and pawning it off for gas money. I mean... These people in D.C. who are, especially the politicians been here for 30 years, are like, but my paycheck comes every two weeks. Totally. They don't understand. You know, it's a, it's the government will never fail them. Because it sounds hyperbolic, anything. but that's but it's true. true. They just don't understand economics at all because it's not something they have experienced forever, but definitely for decades at a time when they're in D.C. And all the money is not from signing the back of a paycheck or in front of the paycheck put the back of the paycheck that's right it really is incredible they don't even how know out of touch they are like. we're going to get it more into that because of course every policy these people have put into place are responsible for where we're at right now but there's a couple more statistics here this one's from the wall street journal companies with under 50 workers lost headcount headcount in three of the past four months data show reflecting the difficulties in keeping pace on wages and benefits so I'm of two minds about this, right? Like, obviously that's bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, like we have gotten to a place with our economy, in my point of view, where if you look at the Fortune 50 or if you look at tech writ large or, you know, major sectors of the economy that have seemed to be sort of insulated or at least felt themselves to be insulated from any sort of economic downturn and then had an entire workforce that has come of age post 08, 09. Yeah. Right? They're all, they, they somehow over the last 10 years have believed that the work is there to serve them, mm-hmm. right. not the opposite. Right? Right. So when I see these stories like, oh, they can't retain their employees because the bennies aren't good enough. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it sucks for them, obviously, because they can't find the workers to do the job. But like, we're going to get to a point here if all these predictions come true where like, and I think we're sure uh, those pennies aren't going to be the only thing you care about. I think we're starting to see an inflection of that where you had a couple months ago, Netflix essentially had a cull, uh, culling of their of yeah. their woke employees where they're like, oh, these are layoffs. But it was like every employee who was mad about any programming that wasn't woke. <laughs> Huge coincidence, guys. And then Uber put out a statement. I want to say this is also about a month ago where they said that like working here is a privilege. And, and they got rid of a lot of the benefits they had of like, you know, we can't put a Peloton next to every cubicle in here, you know, like we, we, they've gotten past that level where now the reality of the current economy is hitting these folks. So when you get that statistic of how 60 percent of CEOs are looking at these numbers and then especially for 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 small business owners who this yeah. will hit harder, it's like you, you, you've got to make some tough choices because looking forward, not only is it that like the employees who feel you know they can be pampered and have whatever they want those are are very quickly on their way out because the economic reality is setting in what's going to be bad is as you see you know consumers being squeezed by the prices on everything demand is going to go down for everything and and if if a company doesn't have demand for their products well they're gonna have to cut headcount right they are especially when they're oversupply like target for example totally totally yeah but, you know, I mean, the thing that nobody talks about with this sort of like woke adoption of basically businesses working for their employees rather than the alternative 
is what it does to the small business, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, what it does that that like progressive liberal mindset of how businesses ought to work mm-hmm. that ensures that the WalMarts, the Targets, the biggest corporations in America are the only ones that can compete for talent because nobody's going to go stroke a several several hundred thousand dollar check to somebody just out of college if you're a small business. You can't afford right. that shit. Well, and that's why when. Joe Biden gets up and says, just pay them more money. Right. It's so offensive because it it's not only an issue of having, not being able to compete, which the policies of the federal government and the state governments who shut down the economy while allowing Amazon and allowing Walmart to operate while you shut down the same kind of store that's owned by a mom and pop shop. You know, they've been completely wiped out on that level. That's right. But when you take, you know, look at just a number of employees, if you're, I grew up in a small business, my parents owned a car wash. If you, you know, the people, the person who owns the business, if their employee doesn't show up, they have to then go do the job. Yeah. And if they have to get rid of their employees, that could mean that they don't, they don't have enough, ca- you know, human capital to actually keep the business running. Right. Like if something goes down electronically or something breaks, like, and there's no one to fix it, to pay to fix it, mm-hmm. or they don't have the money to fix it as a result of the inflation or just the state of how much money they're making in revenue. They're the ones who have to do it. So it completely crushes the business on all sides of it. And it's not like a big corporation who may have some kind of, you know, extra duplicative people who if they get rid of one or two people, someone doing more work is Mm -hmm. not a big deal. It's a matter of not having someone to fix structural necessities inside of your business, which means you could lose a day or two of revenue and for a small business that can destroy your business. You can go out of business as a result of that. Uh, It's such a good point. It's such a good listen to this. Nine, nine, as we're talking about under 10%, 9% of small business owners expect the U.S. economic conditions to improve over the next year. <laughs> and that's down from 53%. Who are 53%. those people? I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Who are they? They're like, they're like running White House masks or something, right? right? right. I mean, they've, get, they've got to be totally insulated. That's got to be, that's gotta be like trial attorney small business owners. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, things are going to get great. We got to keep <laughs> donating to the Dems. Uh, but child but care for the Buttigieg. Yeah, CRT. Uh, there you go. CRT bookmakers. CRT bookmakers. <laughs> yeah. This is a good exercise. Yeah. We could come up with a nice short list. Here. I, we're almost to nine percent. And, and that's the thing is, it's down from fifty three percent in June of twenty twenty one. Very rapidly wow. have economic conditions declined, and this is, I mean, every reason that we've discussed can be directly connected to a policy of the Biden administration. Totally. Well, and that's an outlook response too, right? So it's not just the 2021 versus now. It's looking at the policies over the past year and thinking they're not going to make this that's any better. Right. They're going to continue that's making bad point. decisions. They have no faith and confidence in the ability of the administration <laughs> to make good in- decisions in terms of an economic environment where people can thrive and feel confident of hiring new people or building a new plant. That's no one's really going to do point. that right now. Yeah. You know, the uncertainty that they put into the economy, like under Trump, it was like, oh, things are going to be fine. Yeah. You know, even if things are like a little bumpy, like we can totally invest whatever amount of money and build a new plant or open a new store. No one's going to do that. And I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, Beyond just if if you worked somewhere, if you were a, a business owner, you were thinking about starting a business during the Trump years. Every day just felt amazing. Yeah, like you could not see anything beyond a bright future. And I mean, I started two businesses when President Trump was in office, and I everything every indicator was things are just bright. I mean, this is an administration that's not going to stand in the way right. of someone trying to create exactly. a business. Right. This is someone's administration. Their message is basically like, you're the captain of your destiny. Go get them, you know? 
and how quickly things have changed. And I think Cade brought up a great point where this is forward looking. So, you know, June of 2021, you didn't really get a taste of what the Biden administration was going to be like. Like, sure, day one, they shut down Keystone Pipeline. We're only about five months into this ridiculousness. Now, after a year, over a year of, of, of the Biden administration, it's just hopelessness. Hopelessness. Total hopelessness. Well, yeah. I mean, so so we've read over the last couple of weeks now, the media basically trying to resuscitate this administration by either saying, well, Joe's just found himself with all these problems, <laughs> right? If yeah. it wasn't, you know. <laughs> just happening to him. It's just happening. It's all happening. these things are happening. But then now they're trying to do, you guys notice this, they're trying to do the like he feels your pain thing. Yeah. Which is like... <clears throat> The old Bill Clinton move. Which is like the campaign thing that they tried. Yeah, Yeah, except it it misses the whole Bill Clinton on-ramp and goes like straight to Jimmy Carter, (laughs) right? It's like like he was quoted in the AP saying Americans are really, really down. So it's not onto a ramp, it's off a cliff. (laughs) People are really, really down. Well, no shit, Joe. People are really... That sucks, Joe. (laughs) It's all your fault. And the authenticity is, is... the thing that you can't fake. So I remember when Bill Clinton was pushing that, it's like, okay, everyone knew his story. He came from like a single single mother household who had nothing in Arkansas. So when he's saying that, okay, so he might know what it's like. Meanwhile, it's like, what do you hear about the Biden family? It's like they're getting all this money from Hunter somehow being an executive <laughs> of a Ukrainian <laughs> energy company. And like every family member now has a book deal and, and they're putting out books, sniping at each other. Like this is a very well-to-do family and as, as I always invite people to do is, is you read What It Takes, the book by Richard Ben Kramer, which discusses the 88 presidential primary. And it gives the whole Joe Biden biography of where he essentially abandoned his actual nuclear family and left because his uncle was rich and was like, can I just live with you? <laughs> so this is not someone who feels your pain at all. <laughs> so that's you know? where Hunter gets it from. That's where, that's where yeah. he gets it from. <laughs> Hunter's got a lot of dial spinning. Let's just put it that way. True. It, it, it isn't just a... Uh, selfishness it is a uh, uh, addiction to many things <laughs> which we don't want to talk about some of them i don't want to visualize them i've already I, seen them i don't even see them again we talked to isa about that who's seen like the off the record Ooh, stuff and wow. his dry he was like i can't discuss it he's like we did a <laughs> even lot. on this program he's like no even on this program. i know it's really bad right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like so, the staff at some point like stopped flagging it for me i couldn't deal with it wow Yikes, PTSD huh? from the laptop from hell. Oh, it's, it's a real <laughs> Can't problem. Can't unsee everyone, just a warning. <laughs> just a, but so the one thing that I found in, in many years of doing this is that regardless of the spin and the polls and everything else, there's like one really good barometer for how people think things are going. Retirements, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Retirements. Now, as of today, there is the most House Democratic retirements since 1992. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Which was important for a variety of reasons. One, that was the revolution, right? It just unleashed a massive Republican takeover of the House for the first time in 30 years at that point. It also, they had passed because of like the SNL scandal and all the bullshit Mm -hmm. and all the internal, remember there was a big franking issue scandal in the House. They had passed a meaningful reform to campaign finance law that meant you couldn't actually pocket your war chest. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't just political. It was political in that they knew they were screwed in 1994 (laughs) or 1992, but they also knew that they couldn't walk out the door with three or four million bucks if they didn't retire now. Right. Right? So they did. We've eclipsed that. 
for no other reason than the fact that they see the writing on the wall. Yeah. That's incredible, right? And, and this reminds me, so speaking of Democrats who are getting retired, I got this through the grapevine this past week, and I want to keep my sources <laughs> hidden. Wow. So I was informed that, uh, you know, a friend of the program, Matthew Foldy, who's running in Maryland 6. Yeah, against, doing a great job. Yeah, against David Trone, who is the full-time total wine CEO, part-time member of Congress. Yes. Keeps his offices closed. Anyways, apparently David Trone gave a call to uh, another friend of the program, Representative Miller Meeks, and huh? was like, why did you endorse Matthew Foldy? Oh, wow. mm. he's feeling the heat. He is terrified. Terrified. Well, why not? Foldy's great. Foldy's yeah. great. And, and the thing is, is if, if I were her, I'd just say, like, why were you and Nancy Pelosi trying to steal my election, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why are you calling me for this? Seriously. Hang up, dude. Don't it's ever over. call me again. <laughs> Lose my number. But, but the Dems see the writing on the wall. They don't want to be tied to this administration. They don't want anything. Like, the economic conditions alone... I think even the most thick-headed member of Congress, you know, any of these Dems who, who skated by are, are realizing, wow, all my voters are suffering right now. Didn't Biden yeah. just say, like, over the weekend that he thinks they're going to keep the House? <laughs> oh, and pick he up more just sentences. hit his head. Was yeah. this right after oh, he had fallen off? <laughs> In fairness, there was trauma. Involved. Just kidding. He didn't I'm hit his head. Falling. He's fine. And I can't get up. I love that that's on the soundboard. Oh, little life alert. What a great addition. We could get him one of those bracelets, you know, so. Can, I get, can, I, get, can I get one more of those? I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Oh, that boy. is such a great blast for the past. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, look, all this shit is happening. Democrats are running for the hills. At pretty much everybody except for Joe Biden knows what's happening here. But he still controls all this stuff. So it's, it, what is he focused on, right? Well, the beach. That's where he's been for the past couple of days. The beach. He's been at the beach. So, so but then you look and you're like, okay, well... Let's read past A1, which is all doom and gloom, and try to get into like what are the what's like the regulatory state? Like what because what happens frequently with Democrats is that when their political fortunes go south in a hurry, they start rat fucking the American consumer left and right yeah. with the all agencies in America. Right. They're like, right. this is our last chance. Right? You know, it's our chance. We're like we're we are in the jewelry store. All we got to do is we got to bang, bang it out of the glass and steal everything. <laughs> Which is also their crime policy. Before these yeah. people see it coming. <laughs> well, today they're doing the whole, like, blame. Or they're choosing an industry, like a different industry today. So now, you know, last week it was oil companies. This week it's shipping companies. Oh, yeah. So they're oh, wow. tweeting about how the shipping companies have increased their prices by as much as 1,000%, earning $190 billion in profits. Earning. So, He's ready to crack down on them through the Ocean Shipping Reform Act, which he signed into law. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, the cost is up for... The thing is, like, doesn't matter why the cost is up. Do the ships up. run on gas, Katie? Yeah, I feel yeah. Like do the they ships... run on gas? Wow. Is it diesel fuel, maybe? <laughs> I feel, mm, like, I don't feel know. like the cost might go up. All, like, Joe? all these people just keep failing Joe Biden. Uh, all those electric cars coming over from... In China in Tesla it, as soon boat. as they make sh uh, ships we will be all set yeah. right <laughs> solar panels would get those ships right across that ocean <laughs> so but this one lots of sun this one caught my eye because of the level of dumb fuckery <laughs> that it that it involved right it's not it's not enough to just sort of be an activist left because at times although i disagree with all of it you can see like what they're trying to accomplish right it's always like uh, some misguided uh, 
tool to try to help people. Yeah, some some soft paternalism or like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. soft paternalism is a perfect way of putting it. It always has unintended consequences right. of making the problem worse. Right. But that's what their motive is. This one is just like fantastic. They came out with this new rule. So the Biden administration intends to pursue a policy requiring tobacco companies to reduce the nicotine in all cigarettes sold in the United States. Let's unpack that. This Let's, is the last okay. thing people can turn to when everything is miserable. <laughs> but like the, the cruelty is the point. Give up more nicotine. Put the, they should be putting Seriously. more nicotine into the cigarettes to deal with this. But they should, this it, is so hurtful. But <laughs> So but let's personally I feel attacked. Okay, so when did the campaign to stop smoking start? Was it the eighties, nineties? Yeah, it was eighties and nineties. Okay, right? so we're back in the eighties again with another thing. That's all they're doing. They just want it all to be, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But it's like, oh, you know, I guess they're getting people so but if you unpack it for a minute, so we've had a net negativity in terms of new smokers in this country. Right. What's what are they doing? For twenty years, right? I mean, this has gone on for a very long time where the trend line has just gone down and down and down and down and down. So like they don't believe because they see statistics that actually you need to work on reducing the number of smokers. What they're trying to do, evidently, by reducing the number of the amount of nicotine, is to like make it more healthy. Well, if you know anything <laughs> about cigarettes, now the people who are smoking are the people that resisted all the efforts over the last twenty years right. to stop smoking, and they're doing it for nicotine. So now you're having these people smoke twice the level of cigarettes <laughs> in order to get the same amount of nicotine like you've made it demonstrably a hundred times worse double the smoke it's double the smoke double the smoke and it's bad for the environment too <laughs> well, trash mean, and is that does that count as an emission double the emissions for two cigarettes i think I, it counts as two i mean paris accord is not gonna like that they're yeah. not gonna like it nope they're not gonna like not it. Not great. It's almost like they're trying to just—they have nothing. Like their co- their everyone's retiring their party. Their coalition is falling apart. Hispanics are leaving the Democratic Party in droves. They've lost the white working class. Nothing they're doing is working because the socialist left has taken over. You know, they wanted to turn Texas blue. That's not happening anymore. Now they're just looking for things that are emotional that they think people care about. Like, oh, stopping smoking. Everybody wants to stop smoking, but right? Like, so but- let's just glom onto that and see if that's something that. People People maybe will pay attention to like something we're going to do to help people feel better about us being empathetic or wanting to save lives. I mean, maybe they have some kind of regulatory power there. They can actually get a win on that. So that's why they're doing it. But this is such an old topic. It's like what they did with the menthol cigarettes. It's like the oh, yep. same what? thing. Yeah. Why? 100%. Except, except hilariously backwards in terms of their demographic. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, what are you guys doing? I mean, the thing is that like... Beyond just cigarettes being like one of the last bastions of just trying to get some relief after an awful long day, right? Beyond that, how many taxes have they already thrown on top of cigarettes? Like you're paying an arm and a leg for a, in a lot of parts of this country just to get a pack of smokes. But right? here, but here, this is my point, right? So the people who are still smoking cigarettes, right? They're not going to stop them. Th- that's not. It's not a health issue, right? It's a nicotine issue. It's a. It's whatever. And it's they like, just want to smoke cigarettes. They want to smoke cigarettes. It's the most regressive way to get your point across. Like this administration's point basically is just changing the subject. They don't want you to think about okay, well everything's more expensive. They just want to punish people. Like it's a very sick kind of agenda from this from this administration where they're like, listen, you can either do what we want or you can feel pain. Yeah, well, remember it fell out of BBB because it was actually the most regressive tax was, was taxing 
more cigarettes. Yeah. But like what they've done is basically take a $10 pack of cigarettes. Now, if this goes through and make it a $20 pack, right. pack of cigarettes, right? Because right. you got to buy two. I, I know it'll show these poor people who are smoking cigarettes. Double it's going to cost you twice as much. Double it. You know, inflation isn't bad enough. Uh, and like, listen, if it sucks, just buy an electric car. <laughs> just buy a vape. Yeah. <laughs> Vapes are electric. No emissions from a vape. It's much more environmentally friendly. They try to ban those too. I've never seen a pigeon choke on a vape, but I've seen them choke on a cigarette butt. <laughs> You're very in tune with the environment. Katie. I am, yes. Uh, um, Not but the s- pigeons though. They're like flying rats. They're a terrible bird. Yeah, I fully support Fine. the cigarette industry choking the pigeons. <laughs> Me too. So, so what else are they doing, right? So, cigarette—they're uh, gonna take the nicotine out of cigarette. The other thing they're gonna do—they've tried to reconstitute. Like, I can't actually believe these words are coming out of it. They're trying to reconstitute BBB yep. to increase everyone's taxes. Let's get some audio from tax, increasing tax taxes on those on, in the uh, in the corporate area as well as. Uh, the individuals as it relates to uh, Trump's tax cut, which is inflationary. I mean, this dumb fuck. The, the funniest thing about him is that, like, they don't have the least bit of financial literacy no, at all. At any point. <laughs> and, and I think Katie uh, did a great job bringing up farmers earlier. And one of the great successes of the Trump tax cuts was all the farmers who used the LLC pass through benefited them. They're, Expand your farming, expand your business, do better. And Joe Biden. Straight up says, that's you're the targeting. first on my list I'm going after. Yeah. That's what he's targeting. <laughs> it's like, Joe, you raise taxes with this inflation. Like, inflation is the Biden tax. Right. This is percent. your tax. You, you promised this wouldn't happen. Right. It's happening. And now his response to inflation and people paying $450 more a month for basic stuff mm-hmm. is to take away the Trump tax cuts, which gave 90% nuts. of the country a tax break. Yeah. Like, middle class Americans got a tax break. I mean, it's been wiped out by the, the Biden tax hike, but... Th- this is where I think the media is culpable, right? Because... Just here. <laughs> but, but, but this... but this, Yes, you know, you're great. Right. This in particular just grinds my gears yeah. because they allowed this narrative to persist that we were dealing with the Trump tax hike mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a, or tax cut as a tax cut for the rich. Yeah, right? total, meanwhile, total trash. Meanwhile, the background noise in that audio clip is is the waves crashing in Rehoboth Beach. There you go. <laughs> With the seagulls. Unbelievable. Yeah. This but, rich asshole is going to say, oh, the, the the rich people got a tax cut, but now we're going to raise taxes on middle class Americans as he's sitting chilling in Rehoboth. He's, he's like, a nice touch of like, the yacht blast, too, with the waves. Yeah. He's yeah. like, live from the top beach for lobbyists in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going after you, the fat cats. Yeah. But that's the family members like pulled him away from reporters. Yeah. They're like, we're done with questions. <laughs> now yeah. they didn't have a bun- bunny suit this time but 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 so the failure to adequately explain what the trump tax cut actually mm-hmm. was right like it, it didn't do anything for top brackets on the individual it did nothing that did nothing for that no it was a reduction of business taxes which made us competitive for with the rest of the world what happened a record economy yep. right record employment record wage growth all the things that we like look back on so wistfully, and, and when they, they they pretend like they care about a strong middle class, like how do you think strong middle classes are built? How do you how yeah. does that work, right? Right. But it's in the numbers. I mean, look at just look at wage growth. Yes. I mean, yeah. if you're if you think just on an aggregate that too much money went to corporations, okay. Well, how did it ultimately f- filter out? Right. Well, they paid people more. Yeah. They pay, they paid workers across this this country more, made a stronger economy. So now this guy's what? He's only like. 18 months into this disaster, he's ruined our entire economy. And the one piece, maybe the one piece 
that's keeping everything afloat. He's like, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> right. power down on that. <laughs> deal. It doesn't have to be logical at all for them, though. I mean, like to your point earlier it w- about uh, blaming shipping companies. Before mm-hmm. that, it was the oil companies, and now it's the Trump tra- tax cut. It's like somebody in the West Wing just like throws a dart at the wall <laughs> yeah, every morning. It's, it's like here are the people that are to blame today. It's Ron Klein, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's long for the West Wing, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> After taking all those. <laughs> Man, the soundboard. The soundboard's on fire today. On fire. Love it. Yeah, but it just proves the policy. They say they care about the middle class, but their policies absolutely show that they don't. They're interested in devastating the middle class so that everybody is poor and that they have yeah. their elite friends in the government who they can then say, you know, rescue them with some big right. government program. Because I think that's what's going to happen with the recession. They're going to say, oh, well, now we're seeing all these people who are unemployed. We need to send out the stimulus checks again and we need to spend more government money. And they it's just going to make it worse. Cards, right? right? The, the gas, gas card cards. thing. Right. Like simultaneously, they're like, oh, yeah, inflation's a huge problem. Like, we got to deal with it. <laughs> and we don't know how we're going to deal with it. We're going to deal with it. But then, you know, like we understand people are suffering from prices. So we're going to give you free cards. Yeah. Our solution then, is gas is now free. Yeah, we're, we're going to give you free cards, which <laughs> won't do anything. Just for one gallon, though, because we can't afford anything yeah, else. Right. Just for one. But then uh, we're also going to forgive student loans. Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't even get the cards manufactured, right? Like They're like, wait a minute. We can't even get the cards out to the people because the manufacturing is completely screwed. So any plan that they come up with to further make the economy a wash in cash and further the inflation that we're feeling, they can't even accomplish that. But the fact that all their ideas involve, okay, more, pumping more. They're actually just that dumb. More government. They're actually just that dumb. Like, don't get me wrong. I think there are elements of the progressive movement that are evil, right? Yeah. That they they basically are are evil. But these guys are just that dumb. Like, they don't have, I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum last week about how every single time that there's a new name that's going to come in and take charge, it's the same old name. Yeah. Like, I died over the weekend when I saw that Summers character show up and give the Democrats his, his, like, full recitation of what they ought to do. Remember, he was the Obama administration economic advisor. Yeah. Like they can't, they've got nobody new, no new ideas. The it's Democrat like, party has like 20 old people in a room and they just like go in there and they're like, okay, who's got an idea? Roll up. <laughs> that's yeah. it. It's also a combo though, because Biden's national economic council, who's running the show has been ignoring. Is this this D's character? Yes. And they're like Bernie Sanders, socialist yeah, style economists. Right. And they're the ones who are pu- pushing through all these ideas on the economy. Yeah. They're the ones running the show. So they are, you know, that woman they wanted to put in charge of the treasury comptroller office. Oh. To get rid of private bank accounts, Count like, Chocula. The, yeah, yeah that's these her. are the things that these people believe in. Do you have that handy? Count oh my God. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best soundboard episode in history. <laughs> she was terrible. She was yeah. But, I really. But they legitimately believe. thought that she could get through and that she should be in charge. <sighs> I mean, a woman who wanted to get rid of private banking in America. Yeah. That mean, was that literally what she said. She straight up said it. And that's the thing is, is she has said it and attached her name to it. She wrote a paper yes. about how, like, as, when, when she was a professor, she wrote a paper about how, like, you know what? We should just get rid of private bank accounts. Everyone should bank through the government. Yeah, because like, that's the so most great. sinister and shit. And then she you was could like, "Well, we might run into a problem when people start asking where their money is, and how much <laughs> money they're allowed to take out from the Central Reserve." It's like, like, well, yeah, like, like maybe, <laughs> maybe just look north of the border and look what happened when people disagree with the government. Yeah, yeah. all of a sudden they couldn't access yeah, no, their thank you. bank account. Nope. She's like, the only problem is people might have seen it's a wonderful life and know what happens when everyone's trying to pull their money. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, we should be fine, folks. <laughs> 
totally fine. Trust uh, us. All right, so listen to this YouGov poll. We're going to switch gears a little bit off of the uh, off of the political topics because this, I think, is actually very telling. Yeah. So YouGov asked Americans to tell what they fear most from a list of more than 30 possibilities. Oh, wow. The most common fear, one, by sh- one shared by nearly one in three U.S. adult citizens, snakes. Really? I believe that. Snakes. Do you yeah. do you fear snakes? I mean, I you're not, like you're like in Arizona. Yeah. I do not fear snakes. I fear other creatures. But snakes are not my number one. But they are my father's number one. And I'm telling you, like he could wrestle a grizzly bear. But if he would snakes, know, snakes, he's like no thank he you. He would know. Yeah. He would know. What's your number one? Cockroaches. Oh God, <laughs> that is number one. Yes. They really are the true and, bastard and, creatures. And D threes. D threes. Deranged woke white women. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Honestly, D threes. I literally just have bourbon go in my eye. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm suffering. (laughs) I had wow terrifying D threes. (laughs) Basically, the two creatures that could survive a nuclear war want to destroy everything. Yeah. No, the D threes go first. They're just gonna like scream a lot beforehand. (laughs) Wow. That what a blast, Palich! I knew this was gonna be fun, but I actually didn't anticipate bourbon in the eye. Some, Sorry, semi related. Speaking of D threes, so over the weekend, not friend of the program, Taylor Lorenz. Uh, she goes after this guy. So Matt Iglesias, not exactly a friend of the program, but he tweets that like, "Hey, I've got uh, COVID. So if there's any typos, it's, oh, it yes. might be because I got long COVID. You know, kind of like a, I mean, like not even a dad dad joke, just lame. Yeah. And she rolls up and she's like. How dare, dare you? you? How dare you? Which is like the battle cry of the D3, it right? Is, it is. How dare you? And then she's like, what? Well, you know, you should not make light of individuals who are suffering from, you know. He's like, I literally have COVID yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then someone. How are you the victim of this? Right. And the, I'm the one. When, come a, out of here. when a woke white woman is not the center of the conversation yeah. at all times, it's I like, have to roll it's up. It's like they get this like bat signal in the air. <laughs> They're like, someone is having fun and it's not about me. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. So she goes after Iglesias and then someone replies to her of like, this is a photo of me in the emergency room when I was there for like COVID yeah. and, and like I suffer from long COVID. And I think that joke was funny, right? And she replies and she was like, you need to look into like being personally ableist. She goes after the ableist. Yeah, she, he has a picture of him looking horrible, oh like miserable God. in the emergency room with all these like wires and stuff going in him. And she's like, "No, you need to look into being an ableist." My <laughs> God! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Nerve. Yeah. Well, so, so cockroaches and D threes, hands down, my number one fear. Like, yeah, those I are the most. I'm glad we agree. Greatest threats to society. At least, so Lorenz got a demotion over the weekend, though, right? Oh, really? Yeah. So the Post announced that they were moving her out of her beat and into. Well, the Post didn't announce it, so uh, I think we went into. Did we go into this? If, um, I don't know. So no, 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 we didn't go into this. So. The New York Times, Lorenz's former employer, oh, who she ready. has a very tenuous relationship with. Right? Nice. Because, so, of course, they get the hot gossip. Yeah. 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 So, so she attacked them as well on her way out to signing a more lucrative deal with the Washington Post. The New York Times reported that, like, number one, everyone is fed up. So the editor who she threw under the bus when she didn't fact oh, check yeah. or reach out to people for her yeah. story, the editor she threw in under the bus was offered a promotion, and that's been pulled from him. Right. Correct. Wait. 
the New York Times reported this, right? And they're like, on top of this, the Hispanic guy. The no 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 no. no, 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 no. This is another guy. This is no, that was the other reporter she attacked. Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. <laughs> This is one of the few employees she, she didn't attack. She the whole newsroom. I, know. I don't know who's No, it's, who. it's easy to lose track. Yeah. But it's amazing because she didn't even t- attack this guy, and he still gets demoted. Like <laughs> Everything she touches, radioactive. He was right? a bystander. <laughs> yeah, innocent bystander. So she throws him under the bus. He gets demoted, and then uh, the New York Times has this story, and they're like, on top of that, one of the like executive editors that they have over the Washington Post will now oversee every article. It's so incredible. Did she whine Hope- about it? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I would expect her can to. Can you imagine? I wish Actually, I could see. I of no course I'm blocked. She's, <laughs> she's, blocked. she's blocked all of us. I want to know this guy's name because that guy's got the worst job in all of America. Oh, can you imagine? You're the you're the one person caught between what's fit to print and Taylor Lorenz. Yeah. But who's keeping her there? Like, what is, who's protecting her? Who's like, she is so good that we have to keep her here. Her, I think that's Litigation the primarily. Is, is they're so terrified of essentially these like woke suicide bombers and their slack. Yeah. Who are going to be like, if anyone, anyone fucks with me, yeah. I will blow you up yeah. on Twitter and try to get you fired. Yeah. Well, remember there was that one, the other editor who came to her defense during the whole episode that we were talking about <laughs> two weeks ago. Who was like, yeah, it's nice that these fragile male egos or whatever have been put into place. And it's like, no, she's not alone. She's definitely not alone. That's why I coined the term. (laughs) There's a lot of them out there. I mean, very afraid. D3s everywhere. It's It's, like you go for a walk, you're like, D3 up, one (laughs) o'clock. One behind us at six (laughs) o'clock. Really got to be careful. It's like the most dangerous terror group left on Earth. <laughs> they are. I mean, they, they got sleeper they're cells like everywhere. They're up on you. They in their Lululemon pants. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Is it I lo- saw what you tweeted last night. Like, show up at your door. You're like, get off my lawn, lady. Really? What is a wow. more? What is a like? Because we have to educate people on how to see it in the real world, and like well, you see you it just coming. Know. You just somehow you. I mean, you've honed your instinct. Is it? Is it like a like a Lululemon pant? Is it a tip top of Chardonnay? Yes, definitely, but boxed. Yeah, right. It's Absolutely, a, it's like they might be like members a Franzia. of. They might be yes, Franzia. They might be members of the Chardonnay Antifa. Yeah, but like not everyone's that hardcore. But they're all a problem. So yeah. you know, like Lululemon pants, very disheveled, very nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready to scream at someone at any point for just anything. Any brooch upon their character any, whatsoever. Just anything could, you just got to stay away. It's like a nuclear Honestly, it bomb. it seems like basically just like the opposite of Katie. We've got her here with jeans with a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your sign. Tell. Told and us a, about and, killing and extinct animals. And animal. a cooler full of meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I think, I feel, I have a feeling. So our, our listener demographic, believe it or not, it's like roughly 50-50. Uh, these are your gals. They are. We're not like the others. No, we're nothing in common with it's, these. It's teachers. really like the glue of society. Like there's a. Th- th- I, I was spending a lot of time this weekend because I was talking to a bunch of. I do have lib friends, you know. So I was talking to them, which has got to be. I, 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 I <laughs> and, and it shocked you imagine? me. <clears throat> Liar. So, <laughs> I don't know why they're still friends with me, but uh, so to rewind a little bit, the other week I had dinner with a friend of the program, Matt Whitlock. The entire Love dinner, Matt Whitlock. yeah, awesome guy. The entire dinner, what are we discussing? So we got you know Japanese barbecue. We're cooking our meat on an open fire. He's got his misses there too. Uh, she's supposed to have their son any day. Yeah, yep. congrats to them. Yeah, um, and all our discussions is just like so. You know, what are you thinking about family? What do you want to do? What do you think about schools? What do you think about house? You know, 
actual things. Real, real person stuff. When I'm hanging out with my live friends, they're like, this tweet of yours pissed me off. This retweet. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I think you guys just got engaged. What are you like talking about my tweets for, man? They come with a laundry list of things to correct your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? That's incredible. This is your worry? They're this like, is what your concern like, is right now? It's like you got get called to the fucking principal. <laughs> you should print them out next time and sign them. Like yes, a birthday seriously. card, like I made you a card. I mean, I was absolutely stunned. It's like, they're like, yeah, we got engaged. And that's the last time we talked anything wow, relating to household formation. It was all just like, so this happened on Twitter. And I was like, dude, surprisingly enough, I talk about Twitter never outside of like <laughs> when I'm on there. I worry about things like, you know, grilling up extinct animals. Right. right. <laughs> They're like, how rude of us not to first offer a fishbowl of Chardonnay. It was, it was yeah. just, it was just, you know, it, it really hit me the concerns of like, there's, there's almost like two Americas, and I think the Dems have done a lot to almost kind of like brainwash their side to be like, you should feel good about this pain. You should feel good about everything's more expensive. That's right. Because you're a sinner. You're a sinner. You have a car that runs on gas. You should accept this. And also, I think Putin is is who's making you suffer. It can't be us. I mean, the biggest sin is that they're an American. That's right. That's it starts right. with that. They want you to feel bad. About I've them. Also, exactly. I've also noted this uh, this other really interesting pivot since they started these hearings on Capitol Hill. If you care more about gas prices than the January six hearings, you're a bad person. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's their new their new thing. They use this Jan- these January six hearings as sort of this fig leaf over all the disasters of the administration. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah, it's like, funny because you know they used to you know the right used to be the so called like moral right. Yeah. you know. You, it was like the right was always going to tell you what you can and cannot do with everything in your life. And like Which the left an, does there all was of that now. There was an era that there was, was true, and it made me uncomfortable, anymore. frankly. It's not anymore. It's opposite. It's, and, and it's worse now with the left. And I mean, it, it's like about their tweets. It's not just about like what you think about the Bible. It's and, other and, things. And the thing I think that has changed is that it's it's the right's focus on morality is no longer about like optics per se or messaging. But it's actual morality. It's like maybe it's you don't take your kids stuff. to a place with strippers. You yeah. know, like yeah, like, that's a moral having issue. Having a family is a good thing. You know, love, just a baseline. I, I love maybe a transsexual strip <laughs> joint is not the place for your four-year-old. <laughs> you shouldn't I mean, take your kids there for brunch. And they're like, cancel that fucker. Yeah, <laughs> cancel that fucker. <laughs> Till yeah. Lorenz comes running up. The bat signal's out there. <laughs> D3s unite. <laughs> They've never met a they they've never met a protest they couldn't march to the front of yeah. <laughs> and, and claim all the credit for. We could give you guys a new segment where you like rank the D three of the week. Dude, you know what? Thank yeah. you so much. We've wow. got a new game. <laughs> you know what? You can compete. We should what we should do, Pavlich, is we should have you when one's noteworthy okay. that you flag. Come in and record. This and is our it. this is our day three, D3 of, the week. of the week or the month. We could do it of the month of the month yeah. every week. We could do it of the month. So I'd like to announce our new co-host, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I love it. I love it. All right. So um, another thing that's happening. There's a lot of discussion. Obviously, the midterms are, are should be the focus of every single person who's interested in getting rid of this horrible, horrible Biden economy and everything else. But you can't help but notice that 2024 is mm-hmm. like becoming a thing, mm-hmm. right? There was a lot of talk about, you know, would Trump and, uh, announce? Would he, you know, and you yeah. got in that market. On I did. Pre- You're in that market. I'm I did. It was pretty cheap when I got in. Yeah. Well, it's it's rising. But also, I this caught my eye from AP. At least a half dozen Republican presidential prospects are planning Iowa visits this summer. Mm-hmm. Forays that are advertised as promoting candidates 
in the state Republican organization ahead of the fall midterm elections. Hmm. And you know what? Honestly, I don't blame them. Summer in Iowa, you go to that fair. I mean, we already know. There's about 40 different animals you can eat in 10 minutes because I have. Yeah. You can get shark at the fair in Iowa. Yeah. He did. As he I learned the, from the program. So, yeah. yeah, the fermented shark. Yeah. Which is disgusting. And it was great. Yeah. <laughs> did you eat it? I did. Did I it taste like pickles? Like, what did they ferment it in? So, what's weird is, so I was eating all these animals at once. And I remember <laughs> I liked shark. I didn't like snake right after. Oh. So, But I don't distinctly remember each because they're just like. We have video. We can go to the video. It doesn't. Yeah. The, 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 the video on youtube so there were like a dozen animals in a row I'm, I'm just going through i remember i had a bite of the shark shark was okay the rattlesnake i guess however was prepared i didn't care for but i think I, you know i marched on to the next animal afterwards uh, yeah. <laughs> so all right so pat let's use my question to you because yep. you, you've got ear to the ground in all republican grassroots circles across this country mm-hmm. are we looking at a potential pretty big field for 2024 yeah. like yeah. regardless of trump not trump so Here's the thing that people don't understand. There's a lot of people who say, I'm not going to jump in or I'm going to see, I'm going to wait to see what Trump's going to do. If you are serious about running for president, you cannot wait. Right. Trump can wait until August 2023. Already has the organization. He already has the infrastructure. He has all the infrastructure already. He has a war chest. If you're going to wait, you're screwed already. You can't build a campaign. You can't fundraise. So I think you're going to see a lot of people announcing right after the midterms Mm -hmm. to get in because they've got to start building their campaign. This whole fallacy of like, I'm going to wait and see what Trump does. If you're serious, you can't wait just based on the timeline. That's wise advice. You can't wait. So if you're unpredicted, Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, last, but, last time I checked the numbers, Trump had his his campaign account had more cash on hand than even like. Well, the it's RNC not his campaign DNC. account though. That's just part of the problem. So part of the yeah. issue with him announcing this is why we have homes. Yeah. Because no. I'm just like many people are saying money isn't an account. <laughs> yeah. No. So, so like Save America Pack, which is his pack, and it can receive you know unlimited donations. It's inaccessible the second. That he announces, announces oh, so they to him like, personally. That's why you can wait. Right? Ah. It can, it, it's a huge super PAC, mm-hmm. and it's clearly going to work to his benefit one way or another. But in terms of camp, like he would actually have to restart. So it's a separate IE that cannot coordinate with him once right. he announces. Right. And that's the way that they do all the campaign rallies yeah. and everything for all of our Republican <laughs> candidates across the country. Like that. that's how it's, it's financed. Right. And so... There would have to be a major change in operations in terms of how they find it. Now, I'm I think he could probably figure out how to raise the money in quick order. Yeah, He's so that, that's yeah, less but, of a concern. Yeah. But there is some operational issues there that are real. Right, but, but I thought I thought this is the reason that he would announce <laughs> before the end of this year because wouldn't you rather be? He's raised a lot of this from small dollar. Right, he's raising a lot of high dollar too into the super PAC and all that sort of. But with is the, Trump the all time greatest when it comes to small dollar donors? I think so. Uh, yeah, right? not even close. Wait, yeah, yeah. he's the goat. But dude, this is the new like we're all of two years in into Republicans being able to right raise small dollars. So it's like, you know, I'm sure that Republican presidents had they had like WinRed or digital yes. operations would be able to compete at some level, but he's definitely the most enthusiastic amongst the grassroots that are $50 or less. But wouldn't you want to announce so that you're raising that as candidate money and not raising it into a super PAC that you won't be able to coordinate with if you do run for president? You know what I'm saying? It's a big question though, because there's a lot of infrastructure there that's not transferable. Yeah. Yeah. Like he can do it. He has those options, but the candidates who want to run against him don't have options. They don't have options. Well, and like staff. They options. Yeah, you know, like staff. You, you got to staff people. up. You got to find people. I think there'll be at least 10 candidates 
at least. And that's the important thing. And I think uh, a, a prime example of what you, you mentioned is interesting. you look at the Dem primary, right, where you had all these candidates running, and then you especially had Bloomberg announced very late. And Bloomberg's campaign was basically staffed by anyone who he puts out a <laughs> right. notice like, I will give you money. Lots they, of money. Roll they, up. They took it, but you didn't pay them. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, the beauty of it is he sends them all the tax bill. So he's like, hey, if you work for my campaign, we'll get you an apartment in, in New York. We'll get you an oh, iPhone. We'll get you a laptop. Don't ever accept those gifts. Never, never. Never. And then he's Say like, no. and here's the tax bill for all that. Yep. Um, <laughs> what? Because, there, uh, you know, there's a limited amount of, of talent intense. out there if you're looking for folks who know Iowa, yep. New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada. If you if you want to get that talent, you got to go early. And, and, and just like Katie mentioned, you want to go early with the fundraising, too, because you don't have the name ID that Trump has. You know, right. yeah, and it's like risky for people to get into early because then you can flame out or mm-hmm. you make mistakes and you're an official candidate. So the media is all over you. Like it's it's risky. But all these people who are like, oh, I'm going to wait and see what Trump does. Like, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. I agree. You if you're going to run, run. Yeah. But I'll tell you the guy who's who's making out best. It's our boy, that Jeff Kaufman guy, who's a Republican chairman in Iowa. Remember he came yeah. on the program when we were out there? This dude's got it made. Yeah. Right? Because now he has a way of sort of incentivizing all these people to come help what they're trying to do in the mm-hmm. midterms. And down back. I mean, look at the success Iowa's had over the last That's one thing years. is like Iowa, especially for Republicans, what they have built there. It's great. On, on like yeah. a, a state level, you know, folks like Kochel and everyone. It's like they got a they got a whole farm system. They right. find Republican talent. They get them in the pipeline. They support them. They support all Republican. But then they bring in the national glitterati because they have to go to yeah, Iowa yeah. and then refinance and continue to finance their operation. So I, look, he's got a good thing going. But I agree with you, Katie. I think this thing's going to be a big a barn burner. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> it really is. It yeah. really is. Don't how it ugly. all how it all fits together remains to be seen. But, yeah. Um. All right, I got to bring this up. Did you guys see so NBA Finals? Which I, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, like I don't watch. A lot. I'm kind of in the NBA. Like I watch portions of the playoffs. It's Boston versus San Francisco. I, I had zero interest. Well, it's over, and, and yeah. Golden State won. But <clears throat> be that as it may, did you see the dude who came out and started shooting as yeah. Clay Thompson? Genius. This is the only good thing, and he, he's just a dude who's apparently just on Twitter, and and everyone's like, "Wow, you look like." one of the players you should give this a shot and so he's just like okay i'm gonna roll up he rolls up security just weighs him through he looks that much <laughs> like clay thompson he also kind of hooded it up a little bit he had like a very but it wasn't dissimilar from how an nba player would try to go like incognito on the right totally. right totally. like you're trying to avoid the paparazzi cameras or something like other than lebron all the players are just like hoodie you got your headphones you just roll up very nondescript. The key to anything in life is just to like. Confidence. Of course, I belong here. Yeah. Confidence. What are you? Why are you questioning 100%. me? Obviously, 100%. I'm an NBA player. Hello. Act like you've been How there dare before. Dare you, Palette, You just roll everywhere you go. You're like pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're like yeah. I'm, I'm like going, of course I'm supposed to be here. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to the stage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not? Let's have a good time. I love it. No, no one's gonna stop me. This like, dude, yeah. though, my favorite thing about this is right before they caught on and dragged him off of it. He nailed a nailed a three pointer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And he actually kind of looked like Clay Thompson doing it. And I really? was like, oh man. Well, at least he's well, got the co- story. So I'm gonna look at this article. What happened when Clay Thompson actually rolled up? Well, I, so I don't he's know. He's like, hey man, you look like me. <laughs> Is he like what? Like Clay Thompson? They threw him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, pretty pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So all right, we got to play a game with you. 
We do. Yes. I love games. But we have a weird twist here today. Okay. For both you and our listening audience. Oh, all right. Okay. No pressure. So we have been playing largely three or four different games for the course of a year and a half. Yes. Familiar with them. Today, for the first time in I think at least a year, we're going to be playing a new game. Yeah. Wow, a new game. A, a new brand game. new game. Amazing. A new game. A brand new game. And none of us, other than the old man, has any idea of what it is that we're playing. Okay, so I got to take notes about <clears throat> the rules. Yeah. Uh, this game's actually, you know, I think a lot simpler, and I think it's going to be easier for our audience to play at home. Uh, this one is called How Many Retweets? <laughs> How Many Retweets? <laughs> okay. In this game, uh, we're going to have three rounds, um, and I'm going to read a tweet. And you have to guess. I'll, I'll, I'll set the over under, you know, 100 retweets, 200 retweets. Nice. You have to guess an over and under. I okay. feel like Smug has an institutional advantage yeah. here. He well, might. Hey, 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 hey. That's, that's, that's okay, everything here. Do we get to know the timestamp? Um, oh, that's an interesting question. I don't well, know. It's, 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 the day. it's a new game. This is sort of an open floor for ideas. I was okay. going to tell you at least how many followers the account has so you get some sort of frame of reference. Okay. Because I think that's fair. Um, I could do timestamps. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good question. I love this. In the in the world that like <laughs> liberal Twitter doesn't exist in real life, this is a fantastic game. And also the way that they can have their messaging spread unfettered. Yeah, to like well, every the, journal. The second part of the game should be following up with the correction tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many retweets did this not get? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So 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 Holmes, Smug, Katie, you all play. Um, and it's, like I said, three rounds. Okay. Um, but let's first get to our new intro music. How many retweets? <laughs> uh, it's like a little wheel of fortune. I like that. <laughs> nice and short. Right. Yeah, you would like it because it's short. Straight to the point. It also totally makes up for the fact that you botched the claim to fame intro music last, last week, week. Wow. yeah i heard i heard a lot of uh, people he complaining did his best job ashbrook's out on vacation duncan's holding it holding down together, the board man. by myself oh, hold on look at him buttering up the judge and jury that's right <laughs> this is incredible this is there's no there's no, <laughs> no, there's no subjectivity to this no now it's either you get the retweet or not jesus okay here's the, <laughs> the fucking guy the first the first tweet is uh julia ioff oh yeah no oh. yeah uh, what if you could perform an abortion with an AR-15? <laughs> what if the 19 kids killed at Uvalde weren't children but fetuses? Oh my God. Who <laughs> thinks this shit? Our over-under will be at 500 retweets. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I? Let me just ask because we're playing this for holy shit. Oh, wow. I'm Ooh. actually, I'm going to need a minute it, it, to collect. You know. and, for, and for the record, she has 411,000 followers. It, that's Here's, a Chardonnay tweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's D3, just. Clearly. D3, clearly. D3, D3, D3 brands. So uh, for, for, for the Media Matters people listening to us, pro tip, if you have the words AR-15 in your tweet, it's going to crack big numbers. This is like a cheat code. You can be like, actually, AR-15, bad. Thousand retweets. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Can I ask, is it appropriate for me to ask several questions about the re- like the person who's tweeting? And- no, no, no. All this is inappropriate. Here we go. I'm going to stop the steal. Not happening, dude. You got the name. <laughs> Uh, I'll get the name and the over under. Katie, okay, also well, give you the timestamp here. 1.08 a.m. Okay, there we go. Are it you helps. not going to address my question? No. Wait, okay. What so, the- <laughs> can we get a repeat? 
Hell over yeah. under the Hell yeah. Patriots are in control. Not happening. <laughs> this is a... God. All right, we'll see how it goes, but if I lose, it's protesting. Okay. He's continuing in protest. What was the over-under number on that? 500 one? retweets. Okay, 500. All right. Do you want me to give you a reread? Yeah, it's the most. I want to hear it because it's fucking crazy. What if you could perform an abortion with an AR-15? What if the 19 kids killed at Uvalde weren't weren't children but fetuses? One time with it. 108 a.m. 108 a.m. Yeah, great call on. I didn't understand the genius of the timestamp. Yeah, I now do. Yep, I now do. Who the hell would even conceive of pulling a gun on like an unborn child? That's I, I know George it's crazy. D three, D three, D three's got it. It's tough. That's they what's weird that about shit. her tweet. Like she would be fine tough. with it then. It's very weird. Okay, so over under is at five hundred. Should I start? Because we'll just wrap it around the yeah, table. Yeah, we'll wrap around the table. I'm saying way over. Okay, we have an over. 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 Absolutely over. Definitely over. Yeah. Under. No! No way. Yeah. 148 retweets. Wow. It's going to be a tough game. See, the 108 a.m. Dude, that's setting the pace. I almost said under. I got peer pressured. Damn it. Because because of the timestamp thing. It was the timing. Yeah, it was the timestamp. It's so funny. Katie actually cracked the code on this stuff. She did. She nailed it. Before we even started. But then I lost. And you know, I think it's all. We bullied. We bullied. All the D3 investigative work. It's true. Like, the franzi has kicked in. It's 1 a.m. You're ready to fire those takes off. She's like, this sounds great. It's not prime time. Great call. Great call. Holy shit. Okay. Round number two. This one's from uh, Occupy Democrats. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, because you know it's good. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot of all caps in here. How have these people not been sued? Like, good God. Breaking. Eric Trump launches a bizarre attack on President Biden for riding his bike, asking, quote, <laughs> what message it sends and complaining that it has a, quote, big ridiculous reflector and, quote, might, <laughs> what? might as well have had a little horn. All, all caps. <laughs> All, all caps. RT, RT, if you're glad to have a president who exercises. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god. There are like 19 awesome things what? there. Dude, wow. <laughs> I've now just become aware of how we've limited ourselves in King of the Hill to right. just like. That's why I created this game. Be, yeah. yeah. We've now limited we get ourselves. The, the wrong cut stuff. Now, because there's like 17 misuses of the internet I know. on that. I know. Alone. How did they fit that in one tweet? Also, shout right, out to Eric like Trump for the awesome tweet. Yeah. Apparently, like it had a little horn it's on like, it. Like. <laughs> You know, it's, it's kind of rule number one in politics is you don't repeat the attack oh, of the horn. other side. And they've managed to do that throughout this entire tweet. They're like breaking this awesome tweet yeah. owned Biden. <laughs> what's the what's the following? Uh, 379,000 followers. Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to put the over under at 700 or oh, 7,000. Oh, 7,000? 7,000 retweets. Okay, that's tough. <sighs> wow. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. That's tough. 7,000 for mm-hmm. that? I think the little horn may have put it's him over. It's so easy being a lip is the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I come back to the fact that, like, Occupy is a very progressive, like, <clears throat> insane group of people. Yeah. But what they've done. It's a cloud account. Geniusly yeah. here is, is unify an establishment Democrat with some progressive. Is this is, right. this is one of those, like, scam packs, right? Yeah, the, is this like a there what's the it protest called? Midas people. or whatever? 
No, no, no. But this isn't like, hey, we're the folks who are down there in, in the financial district in New York City. These are just like, hey, we 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 got occupied Democrats as the name on Twitter. Right, right. I, I like, think we, so. we're scam pack with like t-shirts and mugs. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm gonna say over because I feel like the fusion there gives me an over. I'm going under. Under. Seven thousand is a big number. It's a big number. That's that's a true banger. I'm gonna do under. Over. Wow. All right. Seven thousand four hundred thirty three. How is that possible? For that tweet? Seriously, it's so easy being like I bet Twitter like dude. it was like so this is trending. Because you get the wine the wine mom involved there where it's like Usually they're That's like, oh, I'll be, you know, I don't Think know. Think about the people who like RT Amy McGrath. Is, the Russians still. are retweeting that. You know? Russians. The bots 100%. are in on that one. 100%. <laughs> the Russians. They are. Okay, so I think only, wait. Only, I've, I've I missed both. I've Holmes. Missed both. Yeah, Holmes, Holmes. Holmes is winning. He's winning. Okay. This game's tough. Okay, our final round here. This is from Jennifer Taub, who's a. Uh, oh, I don't know who that is. Just, I think she writes books. <laughs> She writes books. She's never heard books. of this person. You write books, don't you? I've written two books, yes. Damn. Um, she has 151,000 followers. Okay. That's a pretty good number. That's pretty impressive. Oh, Not she's, smug numbers, she's but ver- close. She's yeah. verified. Not everyone can get there, but it's okay. <clears throat> the reason why I really wanted to include this one is uh, it's a quote tweet of uh, Jennifer Rubin. Oh. Uh, Jennifer Rubin, uh, the original tweet says, you know, surprised he would make it this, o- this obvious error. Maybe... Have many have noted that Mr. Trump can plausibly defend these charges by arguing that he lacked criminal intent because he truly believed that massive voter fraud had taken place. No, that's motive. And she's linking to something in the New York Times. Anyway, she's talking about January 6th, Trump, whatever. Uh, Jennifer Taub quote tweets it and goes, Jennifer Rubin is correct. With a big exclamation point, like one of those red emoji exclamation points. Wait, that's it? Yeah. For 151 grand, what's our over under in this? 100 retweets. 100. Wait, the 100 is achievable. Yeah, I mean, any trash can get that. I got over. Over. Yeah, over there. Under. No! How? The the sentiment that Jennifer Rubin is correct only got 15 retweets. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love this. There's only only 15 people on the internet who fucking agree with you. (laughs) 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 On the trash bin that is. So I know how he plays this game. I'm getting it now. He sets his reverse psychology. That's his his play here. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's why he makes claim to fame so difficult, right? Right. Uh, That was good. Great new game. That's fun, right? Should we get the the exit? How many retweets? <laughs> that was fun. That was good. I love it. All right. So, Pavlich, you actually enjoy the distinction of the only person to have a full ride along episode as like your first sort of big appearance here. Like yeah. you've done an interview. Right. Right. Yep. I just want to know if you amended any of your three questions since we've talked. Oh, good point. Can you re? I definitely have not amended my last meal. <laughs> that's permanent that's permanent yeah okay elk tenderloins yeah no you you were very clear about the elk yes uh what were the other two questions well the, the other question, a defeat or yeah agony, thrill, of, defeat, th- thrill, thrill of, victory. of victory or agony yeah that's the last one the middle one is like would you do anything if you never got into this line of work would you do any like what would you do i might go like be a beach bum I don't know what I said last time. Great do you remember job. what I said? Did you write it down? I didn't write it down, yeah, but I, I just, remember. you know, I like to give you the opportunity because yeah, I feel like, like, you know, it's like you might as well just enjoy life and 
I think beach bum's a great Hang out idea. on a beach for a while. I think I said own a business last time. It's way too ambitious. I think that might have been right. Yeah. The okay. inflation, I'm not doing that anymore. Beach bum. My dreams have been crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you show up to the beach with a cooler like that, I you're going to I'm going to be the life of the party. Yeah. You're going to be business. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, listen, we can't thank you enough for this. No, thanks so much for having me. This I've been looking forward to this. So great uh, show. Love the program. It's so fun. Yep. And uh, we're going to take you up on the, yes. when you see D3's coming. D3 of the month. Yeah. Yep. We're going to record. Watch it. out. Watch your back in your neighborhoods. They can be around <laughs> any corner. They can pop out at any time. They're especially awake at one in the morning. Just be really careful. As you see. Bring your pepper spray, everybody. <laughs> He's got to be careful. They're especially awake at one in the morning. <laughs> it's like a gremlin. It's like a gremlin. Like you can't give them Franzia after sundown. <laughs> they'll, be tw- they'll be tweeting at 1 a.m. about abortion and AR-15s. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about them really early in the morning because they're at like, some fitness class or whatever. But yeah. Well, right. not all of them. But it spools up after fitness, yeah. right? Because that's like, I've done something Actually, good. I take back the fitness thing. Most of them are not into fitness. So. <laughs> it's just a gremlin 1 a.m. You can't be giving them friends. <laughs> I love it. I think so we did good it. Good luck, everyone. I think we did it. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, outstanding work, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And thank you so much to our listeners. Absolute banger of an episode. Uh, again, thank you so much to our listeners, especially now that we are beating Pod Save. Got to love that. So. Dude, number one last week. Number one. That's right. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless.